What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, Dolphin Drew get extreme. Randy Orton asks for a title match. Warhorse goes for the TNT Championship. Matt Cardona becomes all elite. And Impact starts a reality show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know by now, I'm Chris the Heat Matthews, and he's the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, and welcome to Season 2 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. Hit the intro, baby. <laughs> One, two, is this on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. One, One yeah, yeah. Ah! All right, Carl, what is going on, my man? Nothing much, nothing much. Uh, um, we It's just me and Carl tonight. Um, G-Money has apparently checked himself into rehab, so we don't know what's going on there. I don't know if he's... Uh, just like ODing on wrestling or or what he's uh, injecting himself. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad, man. He's been uh drinking a lot, taking a bunch of pills. Um I went over his house the other day, he was wearing a silk robe, decking <laughs> off in front of his Funkos. <laughs> uh watching barbed wire uh with Pamela Anderson over and over. It was just I don't know, it's bad. And yelling woo. <laughs> 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 oh man so, so that, that is no laughing matter folks uh we're gonna kick it over to the legend himself captain lou albano for a quick anti-drug psa i'm captain lou albano talking about drugs kids don't be afraid to say no anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend drugs can and will kill remember don't be afraid to turn to your priest your rabbi your minister your moms your dads your teachers because drugs can kill and if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. All right. Thank you, Captain Lou, for that. And that is correct, folks. If you do drugs, you will go to hell and die. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Whew, man, that, that Captain Lou was, did not hold back in that PSA. I'm telling you, man. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I just think of all, I just think of all the wrestlers who are in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Don't be a party. <laughs> There's coke everywhere. <laughs> oh Lord! All right. So on that note, uh, make sure you check us out on all of our social media channels: uh, Facebook.com/slash Russell Getting Pod with one D. Uh, Twitter at WrestleGeddonPod with one D. Instagram at WrestleGeddonPod with two Ds. 
And you can also check us out, uh, redbubble.com slash people slash WrestleGettingPod. Thanks, WrestleGettingPodcast. I don't know, the link's on our social media, but go buy a shirt, go buy a mask, buy something, help support our, support our efforts on the show to help bring you more content, quality content. Um, and starting on Saturday, you can support us directly as well by joining our Patreon, uh, which we'll post a link up for that as well when that launches on August 1st. And for everyone who joins our Patreon at the end of August, we will give away the Elite 77 Fiend. And that is a Patreon-exclusive giveaway. So join the Patreon and get yourself signed up to win that Fiend figure. Five bucks a month, great way to support the show. Like I said, um, all the proceeds, all the money going into the Patreon and the merch store uh, will be used to produce better content for the show or more content for the show, whether it be new segments, um, new merchandise for giveaways, um, interviews with people, stuff like that. So definitely a cool way to support us. Yep. And if we get 1 million Patreons, dick pics for everybody. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're going to get some great pics of uh, Dick Murdoch, um, <laughs> Big Dick Dudley, <laughs> Dick Worley. Oh. Might throw in some uh, celebrity dick pics like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> oh, yeah. good times. So. <laughs> All right. So on that note, Carl, let's uh, let's jump into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 hulk all right so we got a couple things i got a couple things with SummerSlam. actually i accidentally split them up i don't know why i did that um but i guess wwe has looked into hosting SummerSlam uh first within an area at the northeast at an outdoor location with limited fans um as of now there's been no interest in any of the states allowing that to happen um, but they're also looking at alternatives as far as like being on like a boat or hosting the event on a beach. When they say um, when they say like northeast, like we're talking about like Maine, you know, Vermont. <laughs> well, it was originally supposed to be in Boston. Oh, Boston. Yeah. So the SummerSlam was initially supposed to be in Boston. Um but I think they're looking at areas around that kind of around that area to still host the event, but nobody, nobody wants to hold the event. I'm going to tell you what would be cool. Um, if they did the whole like aircraft carrier. Oh, that'd be cool. Like they did with, uh, when Lex slammed Yoko. Yeah. yeah that'd be kind of cool. The other thing too, I'm not opposed to having like, you know, with SummerSlam, it's supposed to be like the biggest party of the summer. And like, where do you people normally go to have like big blowouts on the summer? The beach. Like, I mean, they've spent, they've donated millions of dollars to the state of Florida. Florida can't like close down a section of one of the beaches for, for the weekend and have them let them set up and 
um, run an event on the beach for SummerSlam? Uh, Florida hasn't done a very good job at closing any of the beaches. <laughs> that, that is true. That's why Florida is one of the biggest COVID states in the country. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe Outer Banks, North Carolina, right? <clears throat> yeah. I doubt that one, though. But yeah. um, I believe uh, it was on the Chick Foley show last week. They were talking about this, too. Uh, Phil had brought up the uh, the bar, that nightclub that um, WCW used to run the Nitros in, but they put the ring in the middle of the pool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would, I would love to see that. Those are some of my favorite nitros because you knew somebody was but going. The ring, to pull. Yeah, but the ring, the ring was smaller though, wasn't it? Like when yeah, nitro ring, smaller ring. Um, just because I think the platform that they had in the middle of the pool was a little bit smaller so, than like the standard standard size ring. So I think they used more like the live event rings, um, for that specific nitro. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, like I said, a beach would be cool, boat, something like that. Um, I mean, Jericho proved you could pull it off of the, the cruise of Jericho. So Jericho's rocking rager at sea. That'd be pretty fun. I'm pretty sure like some kind of like small island in the Caribbean, you know, would be interested in it or something. I don't know. As long as it's not a prime for hurricane. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got here. The jump in some uh, AW news. Uh, the TNT Championship apparently will be completed <laughs> August twelfth. It's still ugly though. <laughs> it, it is. I just I can't believe. Like the thing that kills me is WWE unveils a brand new United States Championship like months after AW unveils the TNT Championship. WWE has a completed title belt. AEW does not. So during well, COVID, I mean, you can still get a completed championship title belt. <laughs> yeah, WWE has deeper pockets. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So, uh, but it's done by uh, Wildcat Belts, who did a lot of the. Who's done? They've done a lot of the uh, WWE championships. They've also done. Um, titles for Hawkins, Create a Pro, um, uh, training, uh, Create a Pro School because he does like weekly shows on uh, YouTube and stuff like that. So he's got, you know, all his title belts have been done through Wildcat Belt. Um, Matt Cardona's latest, um, internet championship was done by them and like the titles that they had made for the, uh, major wrestling figure podcast were done by them as well. So they do a pretty I heard, good job. Uh, I heard uh, Tessa Blanchard has a belt for sale. I yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Holding on to the uh the Impact Women's Championship. No, the world the Impact World Championship. Oh the world, yes, the world championship, which is why they we got why they debuted a brand new uh world championship on uh Slammiversary. Yeah. Slightly uh, apparently slightly she wants thing. like a I think like a like a hundred and fifty for it or something like that. hundred and fifty dollars. Like, yeah, they probably didn't pay that much to build make the boat. I'd pay a hundred and fifty dollars for that. No, 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 no. Hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, hundred and fifty oh god no. 
Well, I think I think it's I think it's like I, I don't know if it's just like for the belt itself or to like come back and drop the belt like to someone. Well, she's done. Like she's not with the company anymore, and they vacated the title belt. So how can who's she going to drop it to? She's no longer the champion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, but you know, how, you know. dumbass. Tessa a, Blanchard. I mean, it's a rumor. <laughs> I don't know if it's even true. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised with a lot of the attitude that she's had recently in the locker room. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> oh, man. That's something else. So, I, I, I feel bad for whatever locker room she ends up in. Uh, let's see. Sticking with AEW, they announced the rules. I guess for their their deadly draw tag women's tag team tournament. Um, so the tournament's going to feature eight teams, all chosen via a random draw. So the sixteen female competitors will each draw a color. Those drawing matching colors will be paired up. Uh, selections are final and cannot be appealed. Uh, the deadly draw tournament will kick off on AEW's YouTube channel uh, this coming Monday, August third at seven p.m. I'm uh, I'm kind of interested in that deadly draw thing just to see what um because there's no way Impact has 16 women on the roster to begin with. So I'm kind of wondering who else are going to bring in for it. Is it Impact <laughs> or AEW? Uh, AEW, sorry. Oh, yeah, AEW. Um. Besides, so, I, mean, uh, I like I like besides the, Cameron. I like the I like, I like the stipulations of it. Um, I just. I mean, the AEW like women's singles division sucks. Like I can just imagine, like fucking <laughs> tag team. <laughs> it's like yeah. a, I, just ima- I just imagine it being a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like your top competitors are all out injured. You have someone yeah. like Rebel, who's actually really good in the ring who's doing nothing but like being a second fiddle to Britt Baker and not actually wrestling. Um, yeah. when, where's big swall? Like haven't seen her in weeks. Um, you have like the, the dollar store rip off a of Rosemary. So, I mean, what the hell is going on with their women's division? Then they got like yeah. Anna J who is actually pretty good as well. Uh, Christy James, who I like. And then you bring in former Funkadactyl Cameron. Like really? I was going to get to that with our AEW coverage, but like, I mean, she hasn't. She's been gone for like five years out of like the wrestling scene. So I hope to God she took some lessons and learned how to wrestle. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, like NXT or something like this copies it. <laughs> Does it all like on take, takeover event? <laughs> oh. oh man, as I don't know, like I can see. You know, kudos for them to, for trying to do for doing something different. Uh, like I said, yeah, the stipulate yeah. the steps are really cool for this. Uh, it's just like how deep is their women's division? So, um, hopefully, we'll get some nice surprises from like some independent wrestlers and um, actually decent people who can wrestle and put on a decent match. And maybe we'll see the return of like Big Swole or you know a couple other people that they that we haven't seen in a while. Um. Well, hopefully Riho stays very far away from this because I don't want to see her on TV anymore. 
Oh, that's just that's my opinion. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Rusev. Rusev says he's done with wrestling. So Rusev Day is over. Yeah, I mean, I never was a big fan of Rusev, so there's no love loss here. Yeah, I liked him towards the end of his run, like the whole Rusev Day thing, uh, when he was starting to really get find his footing and really start to get over, um, at least as a face. Like they really dropped the ball with him uh, during that run where he uh, was feuding with Cena and he came came to the ring in that freaking tank and then ended up losing to Cena in that match anyway. It's just yeah. like they they could have catapulted him by having him go over Cena and just yeah he could have been like a huge I mean, huge star yeah he could have been like the big foreign heel but yeah they kind of busted it up well um, i guess he wants to concentrate on being more of a uh, content creator through his uh twitch and youtube channel so hey more power to you man so i can't uh can't hate on that it says we're um creating some content here ourselves so oh. Uh, let's see. AJ Styles had declined a Impact Hall of Fame induction while under WWE contract, which I would too. <laughs> like, who really wants to go into an Impact Hall of Fame? Although Kurt Angle oh. and Sting are and Christian are in Impact's Hall of Fame. So. No, I mean, I mean, I mean. So, I mean, wrestling's a work, anyways. But yeah, so you get all these Hall of Fames. WWE has a Hall of Fame. Impact has a Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, to me, I guess like AJ Styles will always be like a like I always think of him even now, even though he's you know been WWE champion. I still think of him as like a TNA or Ring of Honor guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he was literally the face of Impact up until. Uh, he up until leaving, he literally was like their their the biggest draw that they had. That was a homegrown, homemade talent. I mean, I still remember him in freaking WCW as that uh, was that tag team Air Raid with him and Air Paris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, my only my only like thing with like that is you know, uh, I mean, Impact of course is under new management and stuff now. Yeah, it's just like I always felt like they didn't push him sooner. You know. Yep. Um, well, he he had but, also said there. I guess there's an interview with him as well, and he asked if um if he felt Dixie Carter had ruined TNA, and he said yes. Dixie Carter was D, uh, TNA's biggest downfall. Yeah. Um. I mean. Like she goes from a wrestling fan to running a wrestling company. I think mean, no type of business sense at all. Pretty much put the com- almost put the company out of business. Yeah, I uh, couldn't pay talent anything like that. Like Robin Peter to pay Paul just to pay the talent, and that was uh, the, that company was so mismanaged. Uh, thank God Anthem picked them up, so at least they got some sort of direction now. Uh, let's see. We had a shareholders meeting where Vince had addressed declining ratings, um, and building new stars. Um, basically he said the declining ratings, um, just seem to be affecting all of TV in general as people are finding new ways to watch content. And, 
all that fun stuff during the uh, the pandemic here. But he said that they are still the highest rated show on USA and the highest rated show on Friday nights um, in the key demographics. And then when asked about building new stars, he said, absolutely. He said it does make it harder without having a crowd um, as they are pretty much a third performer in the ring. But, you know, they find other ways to do it through using social media um, like TikTok and things like that. So, and also credited uh, Triple H and NXT for helping lay the groundwork for a lot of those future stars. So what do you think? Yeah. Th- this day and age, like with what we're going through now, without the crowd, it's pretty much hard. Like how hard like do you feel it is right now without a crowd reaction to build a face or a heel? Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, because you, you really have no uh, judgment on how people are perceiving the wrestler. Um, and then there's a lot of a lot of things like, so if you're heel in a match, you know, and you're, or your face, whichever one you are, um, you kind of, like, the stuff you do is what, like, perceives you as a heel or makes people perceive you as face. So if you're not getting that that crowd reaction, you know, like if, for example, let's just throw like Randy Orton and Edge. Randy Orton and Edge was really good because they both know what a crowd wants out of a heel and a face. Where with like a lot of younger guys, um, you don't get that because they're not listening to the crowd like boo them or cheer them. You get what I'm saying? So they may do something else that like – if the crowd ain't booing you enough, you might do something low blow, you know, something just to get the crowd brought up again. If you're a heel, um, or if you know if you're a face and you know they're not getting behind you, you might do something kind of face where you know, like do like a comeback, crowd chant your name, you get up, hulk up, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I will say though, with um AEW having the talent at ringside. And then, of course, WWE doing the same thing. AEW, well, that was, AEW also has more, um, actually has fans in attendance. They're just farther away from the ring, so you don't see them. So it's mostly mm-hmm. like family and friends of like the Jaguars players and owners and stuff. But um, but even the, the talent at ringside, it seems more natural, like on who they're cheering for and who they're booing for. Like a few of them are like actually cheering for MJF this week. Um, like a lot of guys were cheering for Warhorse, cheering for Cody. So it was kind of like a nice mix of back and forth type thing. Whereas WWE, like they're the performance center talent is straight up. They're booing who they're supposed to be booing and cheering who they're supposed to be cheering. It doesn't seem as a natural type thing as it does with the AEW talent around ringside. And I think that, I think that plays a lot into it too. Yeah. You imagine uh, like Hulk Hogan, like hooking up, like with no crowd. Oh God, <laughs> that would be. How's that happen? <laughs> oh, it, it's just it's not the same. It definitely would not yeah. be the same. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's definitely definitely strange times. Well, I can pretty much say for that. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to wrap up everything for the news. I don't have much else listed here in our notes for that. 
Um, so we'll take a quick break here and we'll be back with our get the ring summit segment there. Uh, we'll run down some SmackDown, some raw, um, all the happenings this week with everything else. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. What's up, WrestleGeddon podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events. Here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love too. And so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone. That's www.cratejoy.com. Searching dates in a box. Have you watched anything this week? I watched a little bit of Raw. Uh, mainly, I watched uh, Orton's promo, uh, the Ron's Dominic, um, um, and uh, shit, what's his name? Alistair Black getting, yeah, seen that. And uh, the McIntyre Ziggler match, I watched that. Okay. All right. So we'll run through some, some of this stuff pretty quick then. Um, SmackDown, uh, Grand Metal League, surprisingly, is our number one contender for the IC title. So he'll be uh, facing AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm kind of excited for that. Not going to lie. That's really something like out of the blue, like that you would not think WWE would pull the trigger on, has given one of the, uh, the members of the Lucha House Party a number one contender spot for anything other than a tag team championship or the cruiserweight title. Yeah. It should be it should be a pretty good match if they like actually have a match and not try to make it comedic or anything. Yeah, hopefully hopefully they actually let them wrestle and not do like stupid shit. Um we had uh, Nikki Cross is number one contender again for Bailey's title. So not disappointed with that. Uh, their match wasn't that bad. Uh, their match, their match actually at Extreme Rules was pretty good. It was just the ending was just total shit. Are um, they building it? Are, are they building it for like SummerSlam? You think, or is it going to happen before then? I hope that it's going to be built towards SummerSlam, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do it on SmackDown, just mm-hmm. to kind of gather more ratings and stuff. Uh, let's see. Sheamus and Jeff Hardy had their bar fight. <clears throat> which uh, we saw the return of Brother Nero. So that was uh, probably like, the only interesting thing that happened during that entire bar fight. And then uh, Big E is flying solo, which is uh, actually kind of interesting to see if Big E finally gets that uh, that big push that you know has been rumored for a while, and hopefully that actually happens. Be out, Woods will be out. 
Um, Woods is out, so Kofi's going to be out for a while. So Big E will be on his lonesome representing the New Day. Yeah, uh, I've, I would like to see him, like, fleshed out uh, as, like, a, a new character. Uh, I kind of, I'd like to see him step away from the New Day, like, gimmick stuff. And I don't, I don't think they'll do that with how much money the New Day brings in and merch sales. It has been for a while. But well, I mean, I, he can still, you know, represent the New Day, but still have, like, more of a... Uh, like more aggressive edge to him um, and kind of like mean, go how like it. How long is, how long is uh Cuppy Kingston and then Woods out? Um, I, I know Woods is out for a while. Um, so I wouldn't expect to see him back till sometimes next, sometime next year. Um, but Kofi, I'm not hundred percent sure on how long he's going to be out for. I mean, like maybe a couple I mean, weeks, three weeks, something like that. So, like I said, like I would, really, I'd like to see him, you know, flush him out as a, as a, a different character, and then you know, you can have like a reunion when they all get healthy again. That'd be cool. Yeah. As long as they don't go back to his, uh, his Biggie Langston type character that he had before. <laughs> was uh, what, uh, what was uh, what was Woods' uh, character when he was in TNA? It was like some kind of Cons- American dude. Consequences Creed. So he was, yeah. So he he drew a lot of his uh character from uh, um Apollo Apollo Creed Apollo and uh, Creed. Rocky, so, Rocky, yeah. Like right down to the uh, the red, white, and blue uh the boxing shorts. So, uh, but I loved him teamed up with um our truth though. Yeah, yeah. Is there uh, the uh, truth and consequences? I love that. So it was great. And it's funny how you know he teams up with Truth and and TNA. And then you know he gets brought into the main roster by Truth on the W on WWE as well. So, yeah. Uh yes, yeah, so SmackDown, uh, Raw. We had uh, that opening promo by Orton where he pretty much asked for a uh, SummerSlam, a title match at SummerSlam, and it's pretty much granted to him by Drew McIntyre. So we will see McIntyre versus Orton at SummerSlam. That was uh, a pretty good promo, Orton. Orton's promos are good when he's defined, when his character is more defined. Like if he's not like one of those tweener type characters or he's like, you don't know if he's a heel or he's a face, but if he's a straight up heel, his, his yeah. promos are amazing. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. He's pretty good. It's like, he's better than uh rock and stone code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't go that far, but <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, he 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 was pretty heel. I liked it. Yeah. Uh let's we have uh the Viking Raiders versus Andrade and Garza versus Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Um, I believe the Viking Raiders are not the Viking Raiders, um Angel Garza and uh Andrade picked up the win on that match. Yeah, I uh skipped that match. Uh I was like uh I, don't, I mean, I don't like the. I mean, I like um, Andrade and Garza. I, I don't like uh, the Viking Raiders. Um, I just, it's, uh, it's like since they brought them in to brought them up from NXT because they're a badass team in NXT, and they were you know badass in Ring of Honor, um, like other promotions that they're in. But so, I feel like since they brought them up to the main roster, they've like watered them down like so much. 
and like all the comedy stuff that they've been doing with the street profits is just man eh. it's just it's not it, uh, I, I don't know i just i don't like it so yeah. um but uh, Andrade and Angel Garza did pick up the win for that, so they'll be getting a shot at the uh, Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, we had a pretty much just a brawl between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, I don't know why they felt compelled to bring uh, uh, Nia Jax back, but whatever. Hopefully, uh, Baszler beats her when they actually lock up for an official match and not something that ends in like a ridiculous like double count out from them just beating the shit out of each other so, but I guess they're trying to establish Nia as a uh, credible right. challenger for Shayna Baszler or vice versa <clears throat> uh, so Dominic Mysterio confronted Seth Rollins um, which involved pretty much got Dominic, you know, beat down, and then Alistair Black tried to make the save and ended up getting his eye jabbed into the uh, the steel steps as well. Tell you, tell you what, I'm tired of this fucking eye thing. Like, it was a <laughs> fucking risk. Well, come on, we got to gouge only... everyone's eyes out, man. <laughs> the the only only way I would probably uh, change my mind on the whole eye thing is if. You know, everybody loses their fucking sight. And they have, remember <laughs> when um, Jake the Snake lost his eyesight because Rick Martel sprayed the perfume. Sprayed the arrogance, yeah. <laughs> and then they had that, uh, it was like the a blindfold match. match. Yeah, where they had the like sacks over their heads. They're like swinging at the air. <laughs> yeah, well, they like, it's like, they was like pointing, you know, and like the crowd started cheering. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> It's like that uh, that game you played when you was in school, like the hot cold game. Like you're getting hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I will say, like the like you couldn't have two of the you couldn't have anybody in that match. Like the way that Martel and Jake pulled that match off was mm-hmm. fantastic. Like like they worked the crowd, like they did everything that they could to you know make that match more interesting than what it than what it could have been. Like it could they have been a total bad. shit show. <laughs> it, it was bad, but it could have been worse. <laughs> Speaking of that, Mattel, give me a two pack from that match. I want blindfolds for both Jake <laughs> and I want a Rick Martel. <laughs> it could be a basic two pack, an elite two pack. I don't care. Just give me a two pack and they got to have blindfolds. They got to have the bags that go over their head. Just give me that. And, and Rick Martel's arrogant spray. That's it. I'm good. <laughs> Oh man! So Archer tried to reclaim the twenty four seven title. Uh, Tazawa tried to get the twenty four seven title. Um, MVP and Shelton beat up a bunch of ninjas. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing I'm hating is the ninjas. Yeah, the ninjas are break. very, very irritating. They're like the putties uh, on the Power Rangers. Give it yeah. a fucking break. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Lashley ended up defeating uh, Mustafa Ali, and then uh, Sasha Banks defeated Asuka to become officially become the Raw Women's Champion. Uh, the match ended in a count out, uh, which was meh, like the ending of that. Um, I I really don't think the the way that this match ended, uh, which 
unfortunately, was uh, Kyrie Sane's last appearance for WWE as she is finished. Um, like, really, she just got beat down by Bailey and got thrown into a garage door. Like, how yeah. how would that be something where I'm going to run to the back and just completely forget about my championship match that I'm in the middle of and and, get, and lose my title on a count out? Like, they should have did something a little more, like, threatening to Kyrie Sane. Like, maybe having, like, Bailey, like, I don't know, like, try to pin her, like, pin her underneath a forklift or something. Like, you yeah. know, something like that. But, or have her, like, like, beat her down and throw her into a car and do one of those things where, you know, they drive the car into the other car. Like, something like that. Yeah. I, I think that would have warranted Oscar like running out in the middle of the match to you know try to help her friend. Yeah, I mean, um, I love, I like the fact, or at least I think this is what, the way they're going. I like the build. Like I think they're going with like a Bailey versus Sasha title for title, but they get tag team titles, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, the way they're getting there is like. The last um, extreme rules, and then this is this. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Bit of I think what's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is eventually they're going to lose the tag team titles, and it's going to be something where it's going to be like Bailey or Sasha like blaming the other person for it, like low key, and then it finally just boils over where just that person just explodes at them and. And then we get that end up getting that match between the two of them. Well, I, don't, I definitely don't think it's happening at SummerSlam. I think we're going to see uh, Bailey and Sasha defending the tag titles and both their uh, women's championships at SummerSlam, or at least within that third angle. Yeah, <laughs> or at least within um like from Friday to Monday. So we'll have like you know SmackDown women's title defended, and then tag titles, and then Raw title or or vice versa, or any any type of combination of that. So, um, main event, we saw a rematch from Extreme Rules. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeating Dolph Ziggler, um, which was a, an Extreme Rules match where both competitors could actually use weapons this time. So that uh, puts the final nail in the coffin of Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. And then Randy Orton drops Drew McIntyre at the end of the match with the uh, RKO out of nowhere. What's crazy is uh, the RKO out of nowhere was like the highlight of the match, even though it was an Extreme Rules match. <laughs> it was, ex- I mean, it was they just did, extreme, they did extreme-ish stick. rules. They they uh, did some kendo stick work. That, uh, a couple chair shots. Yeah. yeah, a couple chair shots and then the Claymore through the table, I think. But well, no, they did that one little thing too, where he threw him through the barricade or whatever you call that thing now. Oh, the the plexiglass thing. Yeah. Uh terrible, 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 terrible. It, it's really getting to the point where like they they need to do something with Raw and SmackDown because we're getting it's the same people over and over again. Um. Yeah. I mean, which, you know, it's not any fault of their own because, you know, they do, they're working with a limited talent roster, which makes me wonder, like, how limited actually is their roster 
because there's guys that we haven't seen in like forever that I'm sure are just you know hanging out like waiting to be used on TV. Um, you know, it's cool that I mean, Shelton. It may, be, it may it may be like um, you know some companies that may, I mean maybe they're giving them the option to you know not wrestle. Well, I, I they they did give them the option like if the talent didn't want to wrestle they didn't have to. So they're pretty much going with the ones that that are willing to do so. Like, you know, like we talked about, I think it was last week or the week before where Kevin Owens wasn't going to show up unless the, the people outside the ring were wearing masks um, as they were in the building. And then, like, you know, the talent backstage wearing masks and things like that. So, I mean, it's, you know, type of things like that where, you know, people could have opted out and said, like, yeah, I'm not. I don't feel comfortable um, or whatever. So, but now would be a really good time to uh, do some other stuff, like mix in uh, some NXT talent like they have with Matt Riddle yeah. and like a couple other people. So, but uh, speaking of NXT, let's jump into that. Um, we had opening tag team match with Tegan Knox and Dakota Tegan Knox and Io Shirai uh, taking on Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae. Uh, let's see. Match wasn't bad. That was probably like one of the better matches of the night, um, which saw Knox pick up the win. Knox and uh, Shirai picked up the win on that. Um, Knox had hit the uh, shiniest wizard on LeRae, and then Shirai finished her off with the, uh, the moonsault for the win. So, it's not bad. Like a lot of bad blood between the four of these women. So, of course, you're going to get a pretty solid uh, beat em up style match. Um, and if you're looking for a uh, wrestling classic, Johnny Gargano versus Roderick Strong. Um, Gargano picks up the win over Roddy. Uh, then we had Shotzi Blackheart taking on. Mercedes Martinez representing the Robert Stone brand. Uh, Martinez pretty much just beat the shit out of a uh, out of Shotzi. So, like she she's definitely like coming in and kicking ass and taking names. Uh, what else happened? And uh, Keith Lee. What the, what, what's uh Cole McAfee? What's that? Oh, uh, that's the. Uh, the Cole McAfee thing that is uh, apparently Triple H had a <clears throat> had addressed it on NXT and mm-hmm. you know said that it was you know out of character for the talent to for Adam Cole to be acting like that and was not a representation of the NXT brand. Um, Adam Cole did issue an apology for how he um, came across um, on the uh, on McAfee's podcast. So. Uh, which actually leads me more to believe that this is a work and not anything. Oh. <laughs> anything. I, I, like I, 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 I finally, uh, I finally broke down and watched it. Um, and it, I, I will say it's definitely a work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it was, it was pretty, like, pretty convincing. Like, if you're yeah, not like, yeah. like keen on the pro wrestling business, so it's, it's very convincing. Until yeah. about the end of it, when like McAfee is talking to, you know, the rest of the stage crew, and like some of the guys on the crew aren't very convincing. So, but, yeah. 
but considering you know how like if it, if it was someone who hadn't done anything with WWE before and was interviewing Adam Cole and it was that same type of situation I'd be more prone to believe that it was actually real as to or, where or if you didn't know or if you didn't know they was a wrestling fan you know yeah I mean because like... I mean, we know McAfee's done like pre-shows for WWE he's he's done like NXT events stuff like that so we know he's a fan and we know he's worked with the company before so and it just makes it one of those things where it's like yeah okay so you kind of question that um we had a segment with Undisputed Era Kyle O'Reilly pretty much tells everybody that they're you know that they're the Undisputed Era and they need to get back to being the dominant force in NXT that they were, uh, which pretty much led to them going into the uh, pretty much jumping Imperium after they uh, wrestled the dollar store Young Bucks um, ever rise. If you're not <laughs> familiar with that, um, they cracks so. me up every time. <laughs> <laughs> I literally think they had the same gear on that they had on uh, the last time they were on. So. <laughs> Like they literally look like just generic ripoffs of the young bucks. <laughs> they should uh they should do that and just like come out as like the old bucks. The old bucks. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Or Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so ultimate um undisputed era jumped uh beat down Imperium for on two uh, then we had the final triple threat match, or not the final. Uh, the main event was the one of the triple threat matches. Uh, Dexter Loomis uh, picks up the win over Finn Balor and Timothy Timothy Thatcher to advance into the, to the uh, takeover ladder match for the uh, uh, North American Championship. When is takeover? Uh, takeover is going to be the Saturday. Uh, before SummerSlam, so I think it's like August twenty something. Uh, I think oh, we're working both weekend. Well, I'm working like every weekend in August. So. Yeah, pretty much. Right there with you. <laughs> Take over thirty is what the uh. What they're calling it this time. August 22nd. August 22nd. August 22nd. SummerSlam will be on the 23rd, looks like. Okay. What else we got going on? Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap up NXT. Uh, Impact was some of the matches were good. There was some stuff that was uh, questionable. So it was like they had they put out two solid shows, and then they took ten steps backwards. So we had a uh, slam anniversary, kind of a slam anniversary rematch because Trey was involved in the in that match with uh, for the Impact World Championship. Um, Eddie Edwards defended against Trey. Uh, of course, Eddie retained. Um, then Eric Young had come out after the match, kind of taunted Eddie and told him, you know, he'd do it on his terms. And then we started something called Wrestle House, which we kind of, they kind of started, alluded to last week. 
Um, apparently, it's a reality show within the Impact broadcast. Yeah. Literally had people fighting in the ring over because as the Deaners, the Deaner cousins or brothers or whatever they are, fighting because one of them was snoring. And then Crazy Steve was wrestling um, wrestling someone else. I think it's one of the, uh, I think it's like AC Romero or someone else over who was going to sleep in the ring as far as like their sleeping arrangements go. I was like, what the hell is this bullshit? And there was a lot yeah. of people on Twitter like, yeah, tuned into Impact, you know, just to check out the hype. And I saw this Wrestle House thing and I turned it off immediately. Yeah. Which sucks I, because I haven't had a chance to see it yet. I'll probably look it up. Oh, uh, it was it wasn't uh, yeah. Yeah. Um outside of the matches, like you had Eddie Edwards, um, Deanna Perrazzo versus Kimberly, and then you had uh, the Good Brothers take on Reno Scum. Um, those pretty much was that, good? that was a pretty good match. Um I'm not as familiar with Reno Scum as some other people are. I've seen them wrestle here and there while I've tried to watch Impact before. They're not a bad tag team. They've they've got a pretty uh pretty interesting, you know, rock look to them. Um, mm. like a heavy metal type vibe. Uh it was a good back and forth match, a lot of a lot of heavy hitting. Uh the Good Brothers did pick up the win. And then we saw um Austin, not Austin, Ace Austin, uh, kind of talked to Good Brothers and Madman Fulton jumped them from behind and like the four, four of them kind of beat down uh, uh, Anderson and Gallus for a little bit. Then they got the upper hand and cleared the ring. But it wasn't bad. Uh, Deanna Prazo versus Kimberly was a good match. Of course, Deanna picked up the win for that. Um, Then we had some segment with Rob Van Dam and Katie Forbes, which... Uh, I, you know, they say you should try to reinvent yourself in wrestling to give your career longevity. That's not mm-hmm. the case with all wrestlers. Rob Van Dam should have never tried to reinvent his character because now he just looks like a freaking like, like sex addicted stripper dating stoner is pretty much all he is now. <laughs> Like he's I, Rob Van Dam is far from Mr. Monday Night, Mr. Pay Per View, the whole fucking show. He, he's just like the old show, pretty much, and it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, outside of that, we had uh, Heath Slater show up again. Well, just Heath because uh, he doesn't have a last name anymore because he used to have a last name, but he can't use it anymore. Um, he conned himself into a match with uh, Moose next week for the TNA championship. So we'll actually we'll get the debut by Heath next week on Impact. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Hawkins, uh, Brian Myers also showed up on Impact as well. So it's going to be pretty cool. Hopefully the uh, Russell House thing kind of goes away, but we'll see. Uh, AEW kicked off with a 10-man tag team match between it was the best friends and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy taking on the inner circle. 
which was, it was a pretty pretty good matchup to kick off uh, AEW this week. And I don't know why I did not write down results for all this shit. So now I'm Googling everything right now. So. <laughs> yeah, I, think I uh, don't have cable, so I don't get to see uh, too much uh, AEW anymore, except for the... Uh, I used to watch the uh, AEW Dark a lot, but um, it's gotten to the point where you pretty much know who's going to win because it's like somebody on the roster versus the jobber that you don't know, and you're like, oh, I wonder who's going to win this. Uh, so they're, they're building all these... Uh... You're bringing all these like uh, independent guys, you know, which is cool, but they're also not focusing on the talent that they have. Um, case in point, you know, it was yeah, cool. They said Warhorse was Warhorse was there. Yeah, and Warhorse is a great yeah, independent big, talent. So, it's like, I don't it, know. I'm not a big fan of him. I his matches Cody was pretty good. Like this, like one of the first, one of the few matches I've actually seen him wrestle. And it was it was a really good match. It was much better than the the Sunny Kiss Cody match. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm not I, I'm not like I've seen him a few times, so maybe I'm just you know just basing it off of just his look. But yeah. it's like he's got a kind of uh, like that. Uh, it's like a like a late '80s, like early '90s, like metal type look to him, or kind of like um. It is- he was uh, like, that, I mean, like, just like a ripoff of like Powers of Pain. And, yeah. Uh, we also reminds me. LOD type thing. Also reminds me, it was the um the Mortal Kombat character, Nighthawk. 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 He kind of reminds me of that. Like, his kind of overall look looks like a, uh, like a heavy metal Nighthawk type character. Maybe like if uh, Sting got on like. Uh... LSD or something, and was like I'm watching Seattle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome! But uh, yeah, the best friends in Jurassic Express uh, defeated the Inner Circle in the opening contest. Um, basically, Matt Hardy uh, pushed Sammy Guevara off the ropes and uh, into the uh, the hands of Luchasaurus. Who uh, scored the win for the for the best friends in Jurassic Express on that one? So that was a pretty solid matchup. Um, then of course we had the TNT Championship match of Warhorse versus Cody. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, the biggest thing that happened during this match, though, uh, of course, Cody picks up the win uh, with the figure four, which I don't know why Cody's using the figure four now, but okay, whatever. Um, Dark Order, members of the Dark Order hit the ring. Warhorse, you know, it looked like they were going after Cody. Warhorse pushed Cody out of the way and, you know, started attacking the uh, the Dark Order members. They got the upper hand on both of them. Matt Cardona, formerly Zack Ryder, makes his AEW debut. We knew it was just a matter of time. Comes in, cleans house with the Dark Order members and pretty much uh, saves Cody and Warhorse's asses. So Matt Cardona is all elite. I I, I popped for that huge. Um, he changes the name of his finisher is now the Radio Silence. I'm no longer the Rough Rider. Okay. So that's cool. Pretty good. We had a, a AW tag team 
championship match with uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page defending against Dark Order members Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Uh, of course, Hangman and Omega uh, retained, and then uh, Mr. Brody Lee was not happy. Um, definitely not happy about Hangman Page laughing uh, that they lost, that the Dark Order lost. Uh, so, like, 15 members of the Dark Order tried to jump them, but um, the Young Bucks hit the ring, and FTR came out, and they cleared house. So, next week, I think it's next week, uh, we're going to see uh, FTR and the Elite take on whatever 50 members of the Dark Order will be in attendance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. I will say Stu Grayson and Uno actually look pretty good in this match. That's probably one of the better outings that I've seen for the two of them. Yeah. Uh, then we have. I don't the... know. I wish. Uh, I'm tired of the. I like uh, Kenny Omega and I like Hangman Adam Page, but the tag team. Is they need to. Bad. They need to drop the tag titles. I think it's. I think they will end up dropping them, and I think it's FTR that's gonna pay, that's gonna win them. Yeah. it's kind of it's for me. It's kind of like uh, I mean, I know some people are gonna love this uh, tag team, but remember when Stone Cold and Dude Love was tag team champions? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that. Like I love them both as single competitors, but then you put them in a tag team together, and uh, it's just. But then, but it was it was um originally Austin and Michaels, but Michaels got injured. Yeah, yeah. and then Dude Love won like a battle royal or something to be uh, Austin's new uh, tag partner. <laughs> now the Rock and Stock connection was good. Like every once in a while, you know, you hit you hit something good. Like you hit you strike gold. Like yeah. the Rock and Sock connection, or um, uh, what was Gold Dust and Booker T's name? Um, Black Gold, I think it was. was yeah, it the, yeah. Uh, the that, unofficial that name good. for him was. Yeah, Booker, they just had know. great, great chemistry together. Like, yeah, you know, the Rock and McFoley, like they play off each other very well. The same thing with um Booker T and Gold Dust. They their characters just played off of each other so well. Uh, let's see what else we have. Um, Hikaru Shida defended the. Well, Hikaru Shida took on Diamante. is actually a non-title match. Um, uh, Shida actually picked up the win on that as well. Uh, of course, Diamante wrestled Ivelisse last week, so it's cool to see Diamante back. Hopefully, we'll get a uh, Ivelisse back in a regular role as well. Um, and a promo from MJF talking about how we need a better AEW world champion and uh he kept calling moxie not my champion and the guy that came <laughs> from the land of titans <laughs> uh he said he accused moxley of cosplaying as stone cold steve austin <laughs> that's great dude that is great <laughs> that, that is probably one of the best promos mjf has done because i'm not a moxley fan um, I, I just absolutely love MJF attacking Moxley. So I doubt MJF's going to take the title off of him. Um, if they didn't drop the title to Cage, I'd be very surprised if they actually dropped the title to uh to Moxley or to MJF off of Moxley. I mean, they 
to me, like MJF is probably like one of the better talents they have. Um, yes. So keep keep that guy around. Give him a title. You know. For Absolutely. A Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Main event was uh John Moxley and that goddamn Darby Allen, uh, taking on the Machine Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks. Hey, I, I meant I meant to I meant to ask you what did you think about Darby Allen's uh, new face paint? Oh, I didn't even notice it was different. Honestly, I mean I didn't see it on that, but I've I've seen him on uh, AW Dark. If he's doing like the, he's got like a new like it's not like the like Day of the Dead skeleton. It's more of like a. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the word to describe it. Um, like, I don't know if you'd call it like a demon or like a uh, zombie type. Probably, probably more of a zombie type thing, but I don't know. I I don't pay attention to Darby Allen's face paint because he can't take the time to do his whole face. He's just being lazy. Boy, this this is this actually looks pretty good. Yeah. Like he takes time to do it. I'll check the, it out the one he was on AEW Dark with. I'll have to, I'll have to Google that then. But um, uh, the match actually, we got a promo from uh, Taz before the match as Moxley had been in the ring. Um, apparently, people have been bitching because Taz stands in front of Cage instead of standing behind him. Um, they've been comparing him to Paul Heyman, how Heyman stands behind Brock Lesnar when he gives a promo or he stands off to the side of him not directly in front of him. So Tess is like, Tess tells Cage to get in front of him, and he's like, I don't want to, you know, piss people off, if you know what I mean. I was like, are y'all bitching because how Tess delivers his promo? Like, obviously, nobody else has a problem with it, but freaking basement-dwelling neckbeards. Um, but it was pretty much just a, a drawn-out brawl like extreme, no DQ type match. The the end actually came with um, Darby Allen had gotten onto the top rope, uh, pulled out a skateboard, um, just the deck. Underneath it, he had thumbtacks like taped to the bottom of the board. So he jumps off the top rope and then onto Ricky Stark's back with that board full of thumbtacks. And you can just see a the skateboard just like scrape across his back as he lands on him, and like all the like the dig marks from the thumbtacks and the and uh, Ricky Stark's back, it was it was pretty brutal to see that. But uh, yeah, so but Moxley and Allen ended up, uh, yeah, Moxley and Allen ended up picking up the win. And uh, signed for next week, um, Moxley will defend the uh, AEW championship against that goddamn Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Darby Allen and his sister's tights. His sister's cut off shorts and leggings. We'll get a title shot. What's that? I said, I'm assuming he's probably going to lose. Yeah, probably. I guess he's like the number five ranked competitor for. uh, Moxley's title. He's like the uh, the new Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Pretty much. 
we'll get like the title shot before the company goes out of business. Yeah, they'll give them the they give them the belt right before it goes under. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Something we haven't done in a while. Let me pull up the uh the rankings for AEW. Uh, see how up to date they are. They should be up to date as of this morning. As we are loading. Come on. As of Wednesday, July 29th, 2020. Oh, this is, this should be after uh, Dynamite aired. Uh, So, uh, tag team rankings. Well, actually, this is not up to date. Um. Yeah, so this was prior to looks like AEW going on the air because you have uh, the Dark Order was uh, eight and zero, but they're now eight and one after losing their match to the uh, uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Uh, the Best Friends are twelve and four. Young Bucks are five and two. Jurassic Express is five and two. Private Party is five and four. So those are your top ranked. Uh, Tag teams with uh, Kenny Omega and, of course, Hangman Page being 11-0 and 0 now. So continue their undefeated streak. Uh, we've got the AEW women's rankings. Uh, Hikaru Shida, uh, of course, your women's champion, is 15-1. and one. Uh, Nyla Rose, number one ranked 7-2. Uh, Big Swell is actually on here, surprisingly, 5-3. and three. Uh, Penelope Ford, 5-4. and four. Uh, Britt Baker is 4-4. Four and four, And looks like Abaddon. Is uh, the number five ranked woman on the roster with a record of two and one. Uh, let's see. John Moxley, 14 and 0, is your AEW world champion. Uh, Cody, as your TNT champion, is 17 and 1. Uh, MJF is 8 and 0. Lance Archer, who is still ranked 10 and 1. Brian Cage, 6 and 1. Mr. Brody Lee, 5 and 1. And Darby Allen, 7 and 4. So those are and the. Darby Allen's the. Goddamn Darby Allen. Records matter. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right. So that's going to be the uh, Get in the Ring segment. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with a uh, uh, weekly trivia, which we have the trivia question and answer from two weeks ago since we didn't have that last week. Then we'll have a new trivia question for you this week as well. Uh, we've got the points of articulation, really nothing there because we covered all of that. Um, on a bonus episode this week for San Diego Comic-Con, but we do have the deal of the week. And Chris and Carl's retro review. It's going to be a fun one. And then and the theme of the week, which is Carl's pick this week. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> Last our trivia from two weeks ago, uh, which um, was one that you come up with, 
uh, which was uh, what was the main event of the 1994 Bash at the Beach pay-per-view. Um, it was actually Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair for the WWE Championship or WCW Championship. Sorry. <laughs> so you said WWE. So that's for the WCW Championship, and that was Hogan's debut match for WCW. Um, Hogan ended up winning the title off of Ric Flair. And surprisingly enough, the match also featured uh, some run-ins by Mr. T and Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal, baby. Oh, awesome. So, uh, Back yeah, when so... he was a uh, fight for the Orlando Magic. <laughs> <laughs> when he uh, couldn't make free shack. throws. <laughs> that was uh, Skinny Shaq when he was, you know, busting uh, backboards and stuff. <laughs> Back when uh, Shaq was in this prime. All right, so uh, this week's question. So of the following, all of the wrestlers listed below have won every ECW championship except who? Choices you have are Sabu, Mikey Whipwreck, Taz, and Shane Douglas. So if you think you know the answer to that, go ahead and drop that any posts um, promoting this week's episode on social media, or you can email us at askwrestlegeddon at gmail.com. Uh, with episode 53 trivia question as the subject line. So that was a uh, kind of an interesting question because you think that the, the person who it is would have won all the titles in, in uh, ECW. So it's kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, let's see points of articulation. Uh, like I said earlier, not a whole lot in there because we covered all of it through uh, the bonus episode that dropped uh, Wednesday morning for San Diego Comic-Con. Um, but we do have the deal of the week, which is the Ringside Collectibles, which is on Ringside Collectibles. It is the Survivor Series, Alicia Fox. And that is part of their uh, summer in July, or not summer in July, Christmas in July sale. She is eleven ninety nine. Um. I still need to pick up that figure, so I'll probably do that uh, tonight because as the, uh, the Captain Alicia Fox, I should say, with her captain's hat from uh, the Women's Survivor Series team. All right. So, Carl, you ready? Getting into this uh, retro review? Yeah, man. Well, All right. This one, I don't know if we can call it retro. This is like vintage. Vintage right? review. <laughs> <laughs> so um we figured since uh g money's in rehab and uh we're so hammering out the details of our fantasy draft our fantasy bookings which we'll have here in a couple weeks um i'm as, as if uh g money ever makes it out of rehab um we will uh we decided we'll do uh you know chris and carl's retro review so carl picked the match um it is a two out of three falls match for the nwa championship uh, featuring Holly Race versus Terry Funk. This match is, was from July 1st in 1977. Yeah. This, this was a, a pretty good, uh, not pretty good, but really good matchup. Um, like hole for hole, great matchup. Um, it, was, it was a very slow build in the beginning. Um, pretty much it was just Harley Race and Arm- Funk like trading submission holds. Uh, back and forth. Um, so you got to about like the almost like the 20, 28 minute mark. Um, that yeah. Harley Race actually picked up the uh, the first fall on Funk. 
Oh. Yeah, you got a submission uh, via. He have a back- backbreaker on him. I can't remember. I think it was it went to the backbreaker and to something else. I can't. I can't exactly remember what it was either. But um, or like a half Nelson, it was something like that. Yeah. yeah. But it's like this. If you're um, like to me, it's been a while since I've seen a match like this. I'm um, like we were talking um before we started recording. Like to see something where it's like just trading holds back and forth, um, going from like a headlock to, you know, like a drop toe hold into, you know, figure four into an arm bar. But there's actually a point where Funk had Harley raced down on the mat and he was like pulling on his arm with his feet on Race's body, just like pulling, um, like just mm-hmm. working over body parts. It was just like a really methodical pace between the two of them trying to wear each other down. To either you know get yeah, that pinfall win or that submission win. That um that one chop though, I mean they have they tried some chops and some fists. Yeah. Um. Then um, what we we talk uh, we talking about yeah the overhand chops. Um, Harley Race gets the first um, all via submission. Um, then they go through you know some back and forth. Uh. You know, they had, like, some good wrestling moves, like some suplexes and uh, some body yeah, slams. Really started trading um, more blows after that first fall. Like, yeah. like Funk was just going to town on uh, Harley Race, and then, like, Harley Race just, like, stomped him and stopped, like, any type of comeback during, like, the first couple minutes of that. Like, like the first, probably less than that, because the second fall came about the 30-minute mark um, after Funk mm-hmm. pile driver on Race. Yeah, and it's a pretty pretty good looking power driver too. Oh yeah, make uh, Jerry King Lawyer proud. Um, <laughs> and then um, then the final the final fall really wasn't the fall. Um, um, uh, uh, Terry Funk kind of you know got hard race on his back and kept going for this um, like uh, spinning toe hold. Um, on race and races, you know, kept reaching up and uh, punching them. Um, and then, um, uh, I guess Terry Funk gets a cut on the eye and starts, I mean, bleeding. And, um, you know, he's trying to put hips, you know, going back to the spinning toe hold, uh, to try to get, um, uh, race to submit. And, you know, race just keeps punching them. I mean, blood is just pouring out, uh, onto, um, on the high race and um uh the referee was it Nick Kozak or something like that? I think it's uh, Nick Kozak, yeah. I mean the yeah, announcer kept saying re- his name like every five minutes, so Yeah, they said he was a wrestler. <laughs> they said he was a wrestler too. Um but he also refereed some, so I, I okay. don't know that guy other than seeing him in this match. Um but uh, he called. He called the the match uh, due to the blood uh, after Terry Funk kind of swung at him a little bit because uh, he couldn't see. Yeah. Uh, and so they they called the match. Uh, um, and uh, it's like kind of old school wrestling. Uh, you know, they uh, get on the intercom like, "Someone call, bring a medic! Bring a medic! <laughs> we need a <laughs> medic at ringside." Uh, it was pretty good. Um, 
Another thing I liked in the the match too, just going back to like old school wrestling before like um, WWE uh, with the Titan Tron and all the different angles you can see in the crowd. But like when they had that that one um, that one pinfall where Race got his foot on the rope and like half yeah. the crowd popped because they didn't see it. Yep. Uh, that was uh that was pretty cool, but it was it was good to see an old school you know match that didn't have like you know a hundred super kicks and um DDTs everywhere. User <laughs> each one of them used their finisher like twenty times and yeah these like you you talk about telling a story in the ring and like the the rivalry that. Harley Race and Terry Funk had had for that NWA championship match was one of those things where like they really told like told that story like the bad blood between the two of them like with Race just pounding on Harley's face or Harley Race Race pounding on his own face yeah with with Harley pounding on Funk's face you know to the point where he's bleeding you know people talk about you know Dusty and you know the Rhodes brothers like bleeding in matches like constantly like Terry Funk is one of those guys too that like he literally could not have a match about bleeding, and it was just it was just a great match. Like if you're really looking for something old school to watch, definitely check this one out. Um, we found it on YouTube, um, and apparently like a lot of the footage out there is generally of just the last fall, and I guess it's it's pretty hard to find. Up until recently, it was pretty hard to find like the entire matchup. So. Um, so definitely check yeah, that out. So uh, a- I mean, there is a, I guess it's like it was filmed for like a TV show because there is like during the first fall, there is like a, a thing where it like cuts out. Like, I guess it went to commercial break. Yeah. The, the announcer kept saying, <laughs> you know, we'll be back with like a word from the network and stuff like that. Yeah. And they, they cut out for like a couple seconds and come back in. So, like, at one point, yeah. like it cut out in the beginning <laughs> some. Terry Funk had Harley race and like an arm bar or something. And it comes back mm-hmm. and like all of a sudden they're on their feet and, and, and yeah, Harley race has got race. Funk in like a side headlock. Yeah. Cause I guess race, they said race had hit uh Terry Funk with like a, a head bunt, a fallen head. Bunt. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. But uh, like you think of yeah, how spoiled we are now with like the instant replay and stuff like that. And like the, the picture in yeah. picture on the, uh, like when they go to commercial and stuff now, it's just, it's crazy to, to think of like what we have compared to how it was like in 1977 with wrestling. Like if something happened yeah. during the commercial, you missed it. So, yeah. The, uh, I mean, the only thing like that I, uh, kind of found weird was, uh, the crowd reaction. Um, I thought, you know, there'd be more of a, um, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, they wasn't on their feet the whole time. You know what I mean? There wasn't. Yeah, and that's – I, I kind of noticed that, too, because you look at that era, um, when you, like, honestly, you know, this is about the time where, you know, Freddie Blassie was being threatened, like, after shows or, you know, people trying to stab him, like, how how much of a heel he was and how, like, ravenous that crowd was. Like, this is around that same time frame, and like a lot of these people are just like sitting there, just watching the match. Like they would react to certain moves, but it wasn't like as vocal as you would expect it would have been for that that era. Yeah, 
Maybe maybe it's just like a tech, like you know, because everything back then was kind of regional. Maybe it was just like a like Texas etiquette or something, because that was in like what Sam yeah. Houston Arena or something. Yep. Which I assume is in Houston, but it could be anywhere because Sam Houston's like a a god in Texas. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's our uh, that's our retro review: the two out of three falls match for the NWA Championship. Uh, Harley Race versus Terry Funk. So definitely check that out. Um, we'll get into... Uh, oh, we'll do the... Uh, Carl, what you got for uh, theme of the week this week? Oh, man. Um, I didn't put much thought into it. Um, so, would that be the case? So... <laughs> uh, Let's go with uh, um, one of my favorite themes growing up uh, because I always thought it sounded a lot like um, Neil Young's Rockin' in the Free World, uh, which if you don't know that song, you should check it out. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. All right. Yeah, the not the WCW stuff, but the WWE, the dun 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 the, the good one. The yeah, good thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Surprisingly, which is which I'm surprised it took this long for it to come up. Do yeah. you think that would have been like one of the first ones that we've kind of knocked out? But I spend most of my time looking like Garrett looks for like obscure, like funny ones. I try to go with what's like with someone that we've talked about on the show. <laughs> and I just went random ultimate boy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out again this week. Um, this is officially episode 53. Hold on. Wait. Garrett, Garrett just sent me a text. Hey, man, I need 50 bucks. I'm trying to score some Coke. Uh, okay. All right. Never mind. I thought um, he was going to add something of interest. How's he going to add? How's he going to score Coke in rehab? Like, don't they, like, lock you up in there? Like, where's he going to get it from? Who's he buying it from? I, I, I don't know. I don't know, like, what rehab he went to, you know. It could be one of those bad rehabs where it's just people that's just getting out of jail and they're just doing it to save time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, we're going to have to intervention with him at some point here. So, <laughs> oh, man. Like <laughs> Thank you guys for checking us out. This has been episode 53, uh, the official start of season two. So hopefully you like that new intro that we put up there. Um, lots of fun stuff here. A lot of great stuff coming down the pipeline. Um, be sure to check us out on our social media, uh, Russell Gannon Pod on Twitter with 1D, uh, Russell Gannon Pod on Instagram with 2Ds, Facebook.com slash Russell Gannon Pod, and check out our merch store at redbubble.com slash people slash Russell Gannon pod or Russell Gannon podcast. Not 100% sure, but the link's like everywhere on our social media. So check that out. Buy a shirt, buy a face mask. Um, it's pretty much going to be the, the trending fashion for a while. Um, and also be on the lookout for the links promoting the Patreon launch on August 1st. Go ahead, sign up for that and get yourself entered into that Elite 77 Fiend giveaway. Uh, we may add some more to that since we're uh, going through the entire month of August with that. So end of August, we'll announce the winner for that. And it may have some bonus stuff in there. You never know. 
but uh, we'll we'll definitely uh we'll keep you on your toes with that. Um, that's pretty much all I got. Not actually, nope. Sorry, I forgot last week, and I'm not gonna forget this week. Be sure to check out our friends at the Chick Foley Show. Um, you can find them on Instagram at Chick Foley Show at the at Chick Foley on Instagram, uh, Twitter at Chick Foley Show. Um, sign up for their Patreon as well. Get access to their Facebook group. Uh, starts at a dollar just to get access to the group. Lots of cool stuff going on in their group as well. Um, if you're looking for figures, they're they're really good at helping each other out. Um, I know I've helped out a couple people in that group find some stuff and like just overall cool group to be a part of. Uh, the Run In Podcast, um, which you can find them at uh, Run In Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, they do some great stuff there as well. They talk, uh, of course, they talk wrestling, talk some other things, um, get some pop culture stuff, some other sports. So they're pretty a little more well rounded. And you can also check out the Wrestling with Reality podcast, which covers pretty much everything from wrestling to UFC. So be sure to check all those guys out. And now that's all I've got. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Carl, you got anything? Uh, No, man. This, you know, y'all continue to pray for Garrett uh, as he's battling his his demons. Um, (laughs) Like I said, he was jerking off in front of his Funkos. uh, Watching barbed wire. (laughs) Watching barbed wire, man. In the silk robe yeah. yelling, woo! And then it, uh, shit really hit the fan when uh, he called Chris and told him that he was a, a Highlander and uh, <laughs> he was immortal. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, that was, was that was a strange phone call. <laughs> oh. I like I literally had to arrange to meet him on hollowed ground so he didn't try to take my head off. <laughs> It's, it's funny job, though because because he rolled up with um the theme song from Highlander by Queen blasting out his windows. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was a little worried. <laughs> oh man. All right. So pray for Garrett. Pray for his immortal soul. Uh, and that's going to wrap up this edition of the Russell Gunn podcast. Thank you all for checking us out again. I really appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten. Um, if you are so inclined and you are listening to us on iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a five star review. Um, you can write in a review if you want to, or you can just drop five stars. Anything to get us um, some more exposure out there in the amongst the sea of wrestling podcasts. Um, share us, retweet us. Um, facebook instagram all that fun stuff tell your friends friends aren't wrestling fans i don't care tell them anyway Uh, tell your doctor your neighbor your milkman your butcher baker candlestick maker all those guys let them know your bitch on the side let her know side chick (laughs) and uh we'll talk to you guys next week episode 54 uh, once again, I'm Chris Heat Matthews. He is the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. And on behalf of our good friend Garrett G. Money Mun, hopefully they don't have him in the straight jacket right now. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll chat with you guys next week. Later, Marks.
Who's the baller now, Wardy? <laughs> 